Best in Class podcast is back with the GM, Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. Sean sprints around the NFL looking at rookies and their performances and how they're fitting in around the league. And, of course, rants on his beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. We are getting close to Christmas Santa's coming Tampa, so that's also an amazing thing. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please go to BillCurryFord.com, see all of our amazing Christmas specials. Listen, the year is ending, right? So your car is changing years. So if you have a 2020 F-150 right now, and you don't do anything in this month, which is, by the way, the best time to ever do anything is end-of-year specials, and you wait till January 1st, your car is now going to be a year older in Black Book. So right now it's two years old. It's about to be three years old. So right now you get the best value on your car right now. And let me tell you something. I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. I have no idea what the first quarter of next year is going to bring, but I can tell you that prices aren't going, the trade prices aren't going up for sure. Prices, I can't guarantee if they're going up. I know interest rates are rising. Listen, guys, this is the very best time. We have rates as low as 2.9%. You're going to get all the money for your trade right now before it turns a year older. And you're still getting a lifetime warranty here at Bill Curry Ford. And all of our certified pre-owned vehicles, including domestics and non-domestics, which means if you would like a new a Toyota Tundra, let's just say a Dodge Ram, an Audi. We sold an Audi certified the other day. Great. 133-point inspection, right, with a certified warranty from Ford Motor Company on an Audi. Yes, it is a new program, gold, uh, gold and blue certified. Check out the website, BillCurryFord.com. Please email me with your questions and comments to bestinclass at billcurry.com. G. Thomas at billcurryford.com. If you have some relative um, things that you want to do in the community, we have 41 active charities. We're doing Toys for Tots right now. Uh, Jennifer Curry is putting together all the presents for all the children of the Bill Curry Ford employees, which is a very unique experience. Please stop by Saturday morning if you'd like to see it between 9 and 11. You will see a bunch of people here. We're going to have food, six food trucks, I believe, Grace. Yep. And we're going to be handing out presents. We'll have Santa Claus here and we'll have live music. It'll be a lot of fun, but it's an early day. So if you want to buy a car, have a lot of fun with the employees, get some free lunch, come in Saturday um, from 11 to 2. Right? That'll be great. So let's get into the box. Let's get into some football. It's the best 30 minutes that you're going to ever have in the football deal. And I'm very excited to go over the game with you. One of the Joe Bucks fan readers on Joe Bucks fan wrote something and and asked me a question and basically was stating like, where do I get my information from? Is some of my stuff guessing? And I want to reiterate this. Some of the stuff that I'm going to review with you right now about the Bucks is insider information. I actually have Buccaneer friends. I have people that I have work contracts for in my capacity as a general manager for Ford Motor Company where we do things. So when I'm telling you things, I if, if it's complete guesswork, I'll tell you, but I need you to understand that some of the things I'm going to talk about, I know to be fact. Whether it's out there in the public or not, I can't go on record with some of the, with the gentlemen that I do business with. It wouldn't be fair to them, nor, nor their jobs, but I will tell you that I get great information and, and I'm giving it to you live on this podcast. Also, very interestingly, um, the ratings have continued to go up in foreign countries. And uh, I find that to be super fascinating. That's the Brady effect, where people are Googling Tom Brady in Tampa, Florida, and they're around the world. 
say, Germany right now. They're listening to this podcast. So I want to shout out um, to Germany. I want to shout out to South Korea where I'm getting huge ratings. I appreciate the listen, and I am very honored to do the podcast. All right, let's get into football. So the Buccaneers lost 34-23. to The reason why you don't hear anger in my voice and me slamming the desk is because I did not expect us to win the game. Nor did I expect this game to be competitive. The way we've played in, uh, in this game and our injuries and the way our offense is playing I, and the way Cincinnati has been mowing everybody down, obviously they're probably going to, to do a Super Bowl run again this year. And they're just playing very well. So I'm not angry that we lost this game. I'm, I'm going to point out a couple of things. And everyone's going to talk about the 17-0 start and all, all, all. That was an aberration, Right. The reason why we think that that's our team is because that's what our team has been the last two years. It has not been that way this year. And I think we kind of fell into that. And I didn't. I didn't text Joe Bucks fan. I didn't text any of my normal friends during the game because I knew we were going to lose. And that's not a reflection of how that I'm somehow some a pessimist all of a sudden. I'm a Bucks fan. I've been a Bucks fan my whole life. When we have a good team, I'm very I'm the biggest cheerleader in the whole time. And when and when our team is struggling, it's struggling. I'm not going to sit there and say that I thought we were going to win this game. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, the fake punt is why we lost the game. No, guys. Cincinnati is a better team and a better coach team. That's it. They have better skill players, and they didn't even have their top, their top defensive pass rushers, and they still beat us to death, right? So a couple of important things that I want to talk about. One is the amazing Joe Bucks fan article uh, that came out, and I think it's under the radar a little bit, Grace. For those Joe Bucks fan readers, please go back and read the article about Joe Banner, and he talks about, he went on record and he said that this offense is not Bruce Arians' offense. It's clear to him that it's not based on X's and O's. Now, I've been talking about this right now for 14 weeks since the beginning of the season, and I got my information from a Buccaneer player, period. I knew we were running different routes. I knew that this offense was changed. Tom Bowles was on the record saying, I haven't touched the offense. I'm not going in the offensive meeting rooms, la, 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 la. That's a half truth because he did change the offense. He wanted this offense uh, to get, he wanted to get rid of the downfield, no risk it biscuit deal. And he wanted to run a more conservative offense. And guess what? That's 11 to 12 points difference than last year. And it has not equaled in more wins. And it has not equaled in more points. And I'm not quite sure what changing this offense did. But everybody's putting all this pressure on Byron Leftwich, And Byron Leftwich has responsibility in this. Because uh, in my notes right here, 15 times uh, in the first half we ran motion. And out of those 15 motion plays, we completed 13 passes for 150 yards and a touchdown. Play action passing first half. Tom Brady is the best play action pass quarterback in NFL history. There's, and it's not even close. We don't run in the second half. We run four motion plays in the entire second half. Abandoned play action. We, ab- we abandoned Mike Evans. And we put Richard White in the bench for some reason with, for four plays. After he's the only thing giving our offense some juice in the first half. I don't understand it. We're going to go through some of the statistics. That's on Byron Leftwich. So Byron Leftwich is basically saying, I know how to run Bruce Arians' offense I've been very successful at running Bruce Iron's offense. And the offseason, Todd Bowles tells Byron, we're going to change this offense, and I want to be more conservative. I want to stop throwing down the field. I want to run more ball control. I want to run the ball better. I want to get more to a short passing game. And I want to control the clock. Now, the reason why I'm saying that Byron has some culpability in this is because he has been unable to adapt to what his head coach is asking him to do. So I don't agree with Todd Bowles' decision. 
at all. I think that Todd Bowles, when you have a top uh, three offense, that when you inherited a team, you don't go in and change the thing that works for the team. You don't go in and make changes to something that works, right? That's why coaches get fired and that's why they fail is because they want to do things their own way instead of looking at what the team has in personnel-wise. Jason Light built this team for Bruce Arians. He built it to be a downfield throwing team. He, you know, you sprinkle in the run, and this is how the team is built, even from the offensive line all, all the way through the receivers and how they run their routes. And then Todd Bowles is like, I want to do things my way. I think he was almost saying, in the offseason, I'm going to change coaches in the offseason – and I'm going to make this more my team and my personnel. We're probably going to sign guys. We're probably going to sign different free agents in the, in the, in the offseason to make this more Todd Bowles' team. My concern about this whole thing is why can't Todd Bowles look at what we do well, which was throw the ball down the field, extend plays, and score points? Why change? Why change? And I talked to Lee Kemper about this, and Lee was like, the reason why he's changing is because he said that we were worn out at the end of the year. Okay. Does that mean that Kansas City, who runs a similar offense, is, gonna, is not going to go to the Super Bowl because they're tired? The Los Angeles Rams, did they get tired last year? I don't understand. These similar offenses have not gotten tired. I think, our, I think what you're trying to say is we played it. An extra game was added to our schedule. Because of the Super Bowl, we played more games than any other team besides Kansas City, and we were tired. I don't know what that has to do with running an offense that scores 31 points a game versus 17.2 points a game. I don't... I don't quite understand what he's talking about tired. We didn't lose to the Rams in last year's playoff game because our team was tired. We lost because Tristan Wirfs got hurt, and then we made a bonehead uh, defensive call at the end of the game. That's why we lost. No other reason. Not because we were tired. I find that being tired is an excuse. I don't think that, and and you're going to sit there and say, well, our team is older. Our team is full of more veterans that need more rest days. These are professionals get paid millions of dollars, okay? I don't want to hear how tired they are. Go play the game. You play a game for a living. You don't build roofs. You don't build homes, right? You don't sell cars. You don't drive Amazon trucks. You don't lay tar. You don't do asphalt. You don't do concrete. You're not a movers. You're not a shaker, right? You're a football player. You play a game and you get paid millions of dollars, thousands of dollars an hour. I don't want to hear how tired you are after the rest of the world works 70 hours gets no break, and gets paid pennies on, the pennies on the dollar for what you guys get paid for the same amount of stuff, right? And as far as the coaching staff, the coaching staff has failed this team. And the worst part is, is that Jason Light is the victim here. And, you, and it's going to reflect poorly on Jason Light because they're all drafts. His draft hasn't been terrific this year. Well, first of all, we haven't had high draft picks. We had two second-round draft picks this year. Let's not Second-round draft picks are not supposed to be world changers on a perennial playoff Super Bowl team. It's very difficult for a first round or second round draft pick to be impactful on a perennial playoff team and a a team that went to Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, I'm so tired of some of the ignorant comments that are made about this team. You want to talk about the coaching? Absolutely abysmal. We knew in the first half we did things great. In the second half, we went ultra conservative. And then, and then, I'm not going to sit here and blame Todd Bowles for a punt in the, in the second half going forward on fourth and one. It's not going to happen. I agreed with the call. What Todd Bowles doesn't have control of is that Gino Bernard just decided not to play. I, I don't know where his head was. He can sit there and say it was a Keith Armstrong issue. They pract- and, and I was told that they practiced all week. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, if they practiced all week, imagine if they – and this is the result. Imagine what we would get 
No wonder we were losing all these damn games. We're one for eight when Tom Brady doesn't do a miracle thing. It's because we obviously weren't practicing well, and if this was our best week of practice and that's what you put on the field, we got some big problems, guys. But that's the negative part. But I, I definitely think that this Joe Banner article on Joe Bucks fan is a much bigger deal than what people are doing. Please go back and read it. It's, it's amazing journalism. You really have to pay attention that somebody has confirmed that Todd Bowles has changed the offense, even though all I've heard all season was that he hasn't. Okay? As far as the future looks, let's talk about the future. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you off the ledge here because I'm not even angry right now. Again, I did not expect him to win this game. We are going to get Tristan Wurst back, possibly this week, maybe the next week. Ryan Jensen has already started reps with Tom Brady. That's a very positive thing. Jamal Dean will be back. Vita Vea will be back. Winfield will be back. We are going to play three games against the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Okay? We can go into the playoffs with a three-game win streak, healthy, an offensive line that might be healthy for the first time all year. We might have Jensen back for our home playoff game. I'm hoping he comes back for the Falcons game. I think Wurfs comes back for the Cardinals game. But, guys, we're getting healthy. Let's, let's just take this in. We could be 9-8 and eight with a healthy offensive line going into a home playoff game. Best case scenario, we win the wild card week, and then anything can happen from there. I just want you guys to understand that the world hasn't ended here. We still have Tom Brady, right? And we're getting healthy, and we have a chance to win our last three games in our division, the last two, go into the playoffs with some momentum, with a healthy offensive line, and let's see what happens. I can't fix Byron Leftwich. I, I can't tell you that he is unable to do what he's being asked to do by the head coach. And I think that that's obvious. I think if Todd Bowles is going to be our head coach next year, which we, I believe that he will be, he signed a five-year deal, he's going to get a, a, a more veteran offensive coordinator. Frank Reich is who I, I'm very interested in if, he, if he's available. But I would like a veteran to come in and work with Tom Brady because I believe Tom Brady returns next year if we change this offense. I don't think he's going to play in this offense again. Logan Hall, which was our second-round pick you know, out of Houston, is not getting any snaps. Todd Bowles addressed to the media that he believes that Logan Hall is coming along. The last time I saw Logan, Law, uh, Logan Hall, he had a tackle for loss and a sack in the Rams game. And then he's been MIA. So not quite sure what's going on there. We know what's going on with Luke Gadecki. He was dealing with an injury. He was our second-round pick out of Central Michigan. Richard White out of Arizona State, our third-round pick. 11 carries, 38 yards. Gives us some juice. I thought he had some amazing runs. He's terrific as a pass blocker, terrific as a receiver out of the backfield. I believe he's caught his last 19 passes in a row uh, from Tom Brady and um, got four snaps in the second half. It makes no sense uh, of what we're doing. Kate Otten, our fourth-round pick out of Washington, had one target, one catch, one for one, for 20 yards. He obviously is much faster than Cameron Brait, but for some reason we still try to force the ball in to a slow Cameron Brait in double coverage. That's not on Todd Bowles, guys. And that's not on Byron Leftwich. That's on Tom Brady. You have a guy that can that can get open down the field. Throw him the ball. Okay? Kate Otten is open. Uh, fourth round draft pick, uh, Drake Camarda. I only had one punt in the game for 51 yards. And I actually add this, uh, Grace, as a trivia question. I asked a bunch of guys, how many times did we punt against 
the Cincinnati Bengals, and everybody said four, five times, whatever. One time, Grace. We punted one time in the entire game, and we got blown out. Okay? And then, of course, we talked about Zion McCollum. He's not ready yet. And Coquif didn't uh, have a catch in the game. Our UFA out of Utah State, Devin Tompkins, is definitely adding juice to the return game. I wonder what took the Bucks so long on that deal. Why we kept uh, Darden for so long, I'm not quite sure. But again, let's talk about this. We can go in with a three-game win streak, healthy offensive line, and anything can happen in the playoffs. So, Bucks fans, at least we get to enjoy a playoff game, even if it's a loss. We at least get to have a home playoff game, which is terrific. But, again, I are you betting against Brady in the playoffs? I'm not. I don't believe that Brady has ever lost a wild card game in his entire career, which is like, what, uh, 45, 50, 60 years, 100 years. I don't even know how long he's been playing. He's never lost, I don't think, a wild card game. So, I'm putting my money on Tom Brady. I'll run with that. Grace, we got to get on to uh, some some more stuff here. 49ers and the Seahawks. Again, Brock Purdy was their last pick in the seventh round. I'm fascinated by Brock Purdy because um, he didn't look like Dan Marino against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks have one of the worst defenses in the league. He looked very human, and he, he did not play well at all, in my opinion. He completed 17 of 26 for 217 yards. That's it. He had a 62 QB rating, all right? Seventh round pick out of Iowa State. Let's talk about the Seahawks in their draft, right? And, and uh, Charles Cross, their first round draft pick out of Mississippi State, played an excellent game. And then Abraham Lucas was their other tackle out of Washington State in the third round. So they're playing both rookie tackles, which I think are playing very, very good. Boye Mafi, which was a guy linked to the Bucks, which was their second round pick out of Minnesota. He's hit or miss right now. Kenneth Walker, the fourth round or the second round pick. Out of Michigan State, 12 carries, 47 yards. He's still dealing with an ankle, um, but he looks like he's going to be a superstar for Seattle. Uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, everybody knows how I feel about him. He was a fourth-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Uh, he's played every snap for the uh, Seattle uh, Sea Chickens. And, of course, Tarek Woolen, the fifth-round draft pick. Fifth-round draft pick is leading in Pro Bowl votes. And he also has four interceptions, two touchdowns. On return. That's incredible. So, again, not talking anymore about the Sea Chickens. Moving on uh, to the Colts and Vikings. The Vikings won this game 39-36. to For those of you who, who are, were under a rock, it is the largest uh, comeback in NFL history. They were down 31 to nothing. Uh, there's no rookies to talk about. Uh, Matt Ryan is, uh, is – his Hall of Fame chances, guys, have been hurt. They're hurt. He is now – the largest deficit um, ever to lose the Super Bowl, and now uh, in a regular season game. Uh, he's got his name attached to both. So, Matty Ice chokes, and that's just the way it is, and that's the way it's been. And I feel, I do like Matty Ice, but um, he does not have ice in his veins. It's more like a slushy or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Ravens-Browns, very boring game. I do not uh, recommend you watching this game. The quarterback play for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson out has been terrible. Um, they won 13 to three. No rookies to talk about. J.K. Dobbins again. I talked to Baltimore. 13 carries, 125 yards. He is a superstar. When they get Lamar Jackson back, watch out, guys. The Ravens are, are nine and five right now. They lost this game. Don't worry. Lamar Jackson should be back. Um, Baltimore Ravens in the first round. Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, had his best game as a pro. Seven tackles, one sack, two pass defense, two tackles for loss. Um, he. And we talked about him last week. He's really starting to come on. Maybe he's starting to figure things out. Uh, Tyler Lindebaum, the center, uh, obviously is playing. Travis Jones, who was their third-round pick. We talked about him coming to the Bucks out of UConn. 
hasn't done anything for them right now. Isaiah Likely, my top tight end, um, had was two for two for 28 yards. That's really not his fault. Um, the quarterback play has just been awful for Baltimore. Dolphins, Bills. Bills won 32-29. Jared Allen was just uh, incredible. Josh Allen, Jared Allen. Jared Allen uh, is obviously a pass rusher for the Minnesota Vikings. Josh Allen is the quarterback out of Wyoming. 25 of 43, 04, uh, and four touchdowns for the Bills. Played a hell of a game. Uh, their, round, their round two pick, uh, James Cook out of Georgia, five carries, 34 yards. Um, they're starting to mix him more and more into the offense. Uh, I find that to be fascinating. But again, the Bills are at 11 to 3 are the team to beat in the AFC right now. That's going to be, a, that's, the AFC is very strong, guys. Uh, Eagles, Bears, the Eagles won. Um, they're 13 and 1. They won 25 to 20 over the Bears. Obviously, Jalen Hurts um, had a tough game. That's why they didn't score many points, but they still won the game. The Bears' second-round pick, Kyler Gordon, out of Washington, had three tackles, two solo tackles. Their second-round draft pick, Jacron Brister, uh, the safety out of Penn State, five tackles, uh, five solo tackles, two pass defense. He's a star. Guys, he's a star. Jacron Brister, remember that name. Velas Jones Jr., the uh, 27-year-old rookie from Tennessee, is being sprinkled in the offense a little bit. He's been their return man for the Bears. Um, he had a couple catches in this game, so it looks like they're working him into the offense. We'll see how he does. But he's an older rookie. Again, uh, Eagles beat the Bears 25-20. to Falcons Saints. This was a Saints won 21-18. But this was a, a debut for a rookie quarterback, which, again, uh, Desmond Ritter. We talked about him. He was the third-round pick um, of the Falcons. Three-year starter for Cincinnati, which fits the Bill Parcells deal. 13 for 26 for 97 yards. Nothing to speak home about. But efficient with the ball, didn't turn the ball over. He also rushed for 38 yards. He ran the offense okay. But again, it was his first start, and that New Orleans defense can still play. Even though the Saints suck, their defense still plays well. Um, let's go through the Atlanta draft real quick. Uh, Drake London, their first-round draft pick at a USC, seven catches, 70 yards. You know, he's, he's going to be a superstar for, for the Falcons for a long time. He's actually he, he's really, really shown up in this game. Their second-round uh, draft pick, Arnold Ibikwe, uh out of Penn State, has been playing well. He's kind of, I think he's hitting that rookie wall. He's not getting his pass, his pass rush as he was. Troy Anderson, their, their linebacker out of Montana State, is playing special teams for them right now. But Tyler Adjir, their fifth-round running back out of BYU, and it's going to drive Steve Isbitz crazy. But a fifth-round draft pick, Tyler Adjir, he was a catching running back uh, at the Combine, showed he had great hands. But he's rushed the ball 17 times, 139 yards in a TD. This guy has put together back-to-back incredible games. The last six games, he's been, he's been unstoppable. And I'm like, the Atlanta Falcons in the fifth round find a, found a starting caliber running back who's just lighting it up right now. So congratulations to the Falcons. The Lions won 20-17 over the Jets. The Lions now 7-7. Seven seven. Grace, if you can believe it, they started 1-6. They're 7-7. Seven seven. This guy predicted him to win eight games at the beginning of the season, which, again, if you had listened to me, you'd be a richer, very richer, okay? I know what I'm talking about. The Lions are going to win possibly 10 games. You would have won a ton of money had you listened to me about this Vegas when I broke down the games, and I got all the negative feedback, which cracks me up. And when they were 1-6, my mouth was shut. I was like, oh, man, I really, I really missed this one, right? And, and now I don't have to shut my mouth anymore because they're killing it the hottest team in football right now, and if they, and without a field goal against the Bills, they, they, they would have won seven games in a row, including wins over the Vikings and the Bills, which would be incredible. 
Aiden Hutchinson, who should have been the number one overall pick in the draft. Five tackles, four solo tackles, one pass defense, three QB pressures. Unbelievable, this guy. His motor never stops. Uh, Jamison Williams got in his second game. He only had one target, no catches. He was their first-round draft pick at Alabama. He's still getting acclimated. Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois, third-round draft pick. Five tackles, five solo tackles. That guy's a stud. Let's talk about a guy that we have not mentioned on this podcast. Their six-round draft pick, James Houston, linebacker out of Jackson State. For those of you who don't know Jackson State, that was Deion Sanders. Um, just left Jackson State. This guy, three tackles for loss and a sack in this game. He now has five sacks in four games. This guy is on fire. Between Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston, same draft. And then you got Rodrigo, their six-round draft pick out of Oklahoma. The Lions are drafting incredible. They're getting incredible play out of Panay Sewell from last year. He is a Pro Bowl left tackle right now. That offensive line, by the way, hasn't given up a sack in three games with Goff. I'm telling you right now, watch out. The Lions play the Carolina Panthers this week. If they beat the Carolina Panthers and Washington loses to the 49ers and Seattle loses to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Lions are now in the wild card seat for the playoffs. The Lions. So congratulations to those guys. This is what you get for drafting well. The Jets, again, had one of the best drafts. The Jets are 7-7. Seven and seven. They're getting bad quarterback play, guys. There's nothing you can do about it. Amon Gardner... Their first-round draft pick out of Cincinnati, my number one corner, the sauce that he is the sauce, right? He is probably the best corner in, in football. I called it week one, said this guy is going to instantly be one of the best corners in the NFL. By week two, I said he is the best corner in the NFL, and he's going to be an all-pro, right? It's rookie year. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State, first-round draft pick number 10 overall. Four catches, 98 yards. Jermaine Johnson, their first-round draft pick, number 26. That's three first-round draft picks. They hit on all three. Situational pass rusher, Jermaine Johnson, four for four tackles, two solo tackles, one tackle for loss. Great job. I love both those teams. I, I think they both have a future here. Uh, Steelers and Panthers. Steelers uh, won 24-16. Extremely boring game. Not much I want to say about this game other than it's not worth watching. If Kenny Pickett was playing, it's tough. But when you watch Mitch Trubisky play... You want to watch soccer. All right, moving on to the Cowboys, the Jaguars. Uh, what a crazy game. The, the Cowboys, of course, are looking forward to their game this week. This was a trap game for the Cowboys. They lost to the Jaguars in overtime. Trevor Lawrence, last year's number one overall pick, 27-42, 20, 18 four TDs. That guy's playing like a franchise quarterback. Thank you, Doug Peterson, for fixing the Jacksonville Jaguars. All they needed was a coach besides that ass clown, Urban Meyer, tried to ruin him. Travis Entian, 19 carries, 103 yards. He didn't play last year. This is technically his rookie year, who was a first-round draft pick out of Clemson. So that's amazing. Trayvon Walker, who was the number one overall pick in the draft, no stats whatsoever. Um, he was injured. Devin Lloyd, my number one linebacker, only had nine tackles in the game, uh, seven solo tackles. He was the first-round draft pick out of Utah. Now has 100 tackles on the season. 100 tackles. Rookie linebacker, Devin Lloyd. Uh, Luke Fortner, the center from Kentucky, which was uh, Jacksonville's third-round pick. And Chad Muma went back to uh, the bench. Linebacker out of Wyoming had a tackle in, in that game. So the Chiefs, Texans, Chiefs won this game 30-24. The Texans are giving it everything they got the last two weeks. Derek Stingley Jr. obviously was the first-round draft pick at LSU for the Texans. Hit-or-miss guy right now. Uh, should have not been drafted before Sots Garner. 
Uh, Kenyon Green's playing pretty well. He's a guard out of Texas A&M. Jalen Petrie, uh, the safety out of Baylor, 13 tackles. Now, remember, uh, if you were breaking down the safeties for best in class, Jalen Petrie was my guy, right? 13 tackles, eight solo tackles. Out of The, the kid is amazing. John Michi, which was their second-round draft pick, is out for the year battling cancer. I just wanted to throw his name in. I haven't talked about him all year. I, he's an Alabama wide receiver. They drafted number two. I wish him the very best. Uh, round three, Christian Harris, a linebacker at Alabama. This is the guy I talked about last week coming into his own. What does he go out and do? 14 tackles, seven solo tackles, three, solo, three tackles for loss. Christian Harris is proving why he's a stud. So the Houston Texans between Stingley, Kenyon Green, P- Petrie, and then Christian Harris – and then, of course, Damian Pierce was their fourth-round draft pick who was leading all rookie rushers is out for the season. I'm sorry, Damian Pierce. You've had a hell of a rookie year. The Texans have a lot to look forward to. Uh, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, they had Pachinko, uh, 15 carries, 86 yards. He was taken over, obviously, for Clyde Zelaire. Moving on, Cardinals, Broncos. Broncos won 24-15. The Cardinals um, have an Amazon truck driver playing quarterback for them against the Bucks this week. We'll see how that goes. Listen, guys, if we lose to Trace McSorley, shut it down. We shouldn't even play the last two games. Just shut it down. But I don't think so, guys. I think we won our last three games, and we go into the playoffs with some momentum. We still do have Tom Brady. I don't care if Tom Brady's 98 years old. It's still Tom Brady. There's no rookies I want to talk about. These are both bad teams, terrible teams. They're both going to have their coaches fired at the end of the season. Raiders, Patriots, the Raiders won 30-24. Everybody saw the crazy play at the end of the game. With the Hail Mary, what a ridiculous play. The Raiders are now 6-8. and eight. Really nobody I want to talk about. Um, Ramar Stevenson, of the New England running back, 19 carries, 172 yards. He's really showing something. But, you know, he last year's fourth-round draft pick at Oklahoma. The Patriots run the ball extremely well. Put uh, Cole Strange in a guard over Shaq Mason, and what does he do? He just plays at a Pro Bowl level. I Listen, the Patriots have the ability to coach themselves in and out of games. They're going to be fine. They're still 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, I understand they're upset at Mac Jones, but we'll see how that goes. Giants and Commanders. The Giants win the game 20-12. First-round draft pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy that I talked about being the, one of the best pass rushers I've ever seen with one of the worst attitudes I've ever seen. That's why he fell uh, to the fifth overall pick. 12 tackles, 9 solo tackles, 1 sack, 3 tackles for loss, and he scored a touchdown. Thibodeau's is out. All right, for those of you who don't know who Kibino, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is, everybody in the world knows who he is now. He is New York's new version of Lawrence Taylor. Let's see how that goes. Um, Daniel Ballinger, their uh, fourth-round draft pick tight end out of San Diego State, had a couple of catches in this game. As far as the Washington Commanders, their first-round draft pick, my boy, Jahan Dotson, I told everybody, to grab him on their fantasy football team. I, you know, he got hurt, unfortunately. He had four catches, 105 yards, and a TD. So that was one of his best games as a pro. Brian Robinson Jr., uh, a running back that I did not really care for coming out of Alabama. I thought it was slow, plodding, running back, got shot three times. I became an instant fan of his, of his strength and his courage. The, rushed 12 times, 89 yards. So that guy can run the ball. He's going to have a career for Washington. But again, the Giants won the game twenty to seventeen or twenty to twelve, based on basically Thibodeau took the game over and won the game for the Giants. The Rams and Packers. What a terrible game to watch. The Packers won twenty four to twelve, kept their playoff hopes alive. Aaron Rodgers did not get hurt in the game. 
sucks for all of us. I really would, you know, like to have his helmet turned around the other way. Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada had five catches, 55 yards. There's really nobody else I want to talk about in that game. Uh, the Rams are now eliminated from the playoffs. They're four and ten after a Super Bowl, and then that's pretty rough, guys. They have so many injuries; it's pretty bad. But again, uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you understand, Bucks fans. Hang in there. We're going to get a chance in the playoffs and see what happens. And then whatever happens, happens. And then we can talk about all the changes we're going to make in the offseason. And we're going to get back into draft talk again. We're going to have it all rookie teams coming up soon. So there's a lot of great stuff to look forward to. I wish you guys a Merry Christmas from Bill Curry Ford. Please come in Saturday if you want to get some free food and participate in some fun. Watch as Santa Claus hand out a bunch of presents to children. It's a, it's a really cool thing that the Currys have done for, for many, many years. Uh, please visit us at BillCurryFord.com to see all of our great specials. Please email Grace at gthomas at BillCurryFord.com for anything you got going on in the community. Any questions, comments you have about my podcast, good or bad, please get me at bestinclass at BillCurry.com. Oh, is it Bill Curry Ford now? Yeah. All right. Bestinclass at BillCurryFord.com. I'd be happy to answer them for you. Uh, keep the comments coming on Joe Bucks fan. I do love them. Again, I hope you enjoyed your drive home. And uh, you guys have a great day and a great holiday.